Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Trackside. You know what? There's Randy. There's turkeys flying over the studio. What should we do? Yeah. Well, I'd say cover. Take cover. That's what I would say. <laughs> Mark, put that shotgun down. I don't think that's legal yeah. to fire from a radio studio. No <laughs> doubt about that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is our Thanksgiving edition. We are recording early, obviously, because we uh, we want to give us some time off for Thanksgiving. So, Randy, we got a lot to be thankful for as we look oh. back uh, on the craziness of 2023. Um, we still have a lot to be thankful for, brother. I think for sure. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's that time of year. Uh, I, number one, I really appreciate the holiday. Um I think it's uh, one of the one of the least commercialized holidays we have, um, and uh, it's just it's just kind of like sit back, relax, um, you know, great food, family, friends, um, in Daytona Beach. It happens to be the Turkey Rod Run. Um, yeah, and that's a pretty good deal. Um, but uh, you know, football, all the things that you just—it's just a—it's just really for me. I, it's a day that I. I genuine, genuinely slow down, and um, um, not many of those that I could say, but that one is one. And man, I appreciate it. Um, it's it's uh, it's just so much to be thankful for. You know uh, what, what we we all love racing, um, in spite of the mess that uh, I think our you know the recovery from covid and our economy and all those things uh the chaos of that's that's surrounding it is uh it's still the best place in all the world to live and um uh we can certainly do better and and we have got to aspire to do better but but we also have to be thankful as we're as we're working our way back to where we should be and uh, i i'm very thankful uh I'm thankful, especially I, to be able to be free and, uh, and say what you think. I know Veterans Day was just a short while ago, but you never be never can take that for granted. So, uh, you know, and and uh, I'm thankful, I guess, that you lied to me 15 years ago, Terry, and told me we were only going to do this for six weeks. Well, what what I was doing there? Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> is. What were you doing? <laughs> oh, son, can you listen to what I'm trying to tell you now? Yep, I'll t- I'll what, what I was doing there is preparing you for your upcoming political career. <laughs> you know, so okay. over the years, that's, <laughs> that's okay. been kind of the mission, you know, to, to get you. Uh, yeah, so it's like, uh, like Forrest Gump said, life is like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get, so. You know, we didn't want to, yeah, so hopefully you learned your lesson and you're still here. And rumor has it we're going to roll on into 2024 with the Trackside program, correct? Yeah, a whole new uh, version of it uh, for sure. You know, we're, we're going to be very deliberate about our segments, uh, all forms of uh, of the NASCAR racing world, Um Certainly, a, 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 an emphasis on the local racing community, both Elusive Speedway Park and um, New Smyrna Speedway, as well as when we have the opportunity to report results from the little New Smyrna Speedway, the quarter midget track there. So, um, I think um, 
I think that'll be fun. You know, and, and it, you know, local could be um, maybe regional as well. There's some great short track racing that occurs around the country. Um, most recently, they had the they had the, the race in Florence, South Carolina. That was a big event, and they included Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the field. Um, yeah, I think he ended up finishing eighth. Um, but that that type of stuff, uh, driver interviews, um, maybe more than just drivers. I mean, there's a lot more to a to a race team than just the driver. And um, uh, who knows? Uh, maybe we'll get a, a NASCAR. A celebrity personality from time to time. Um, hope, hope so. Uh, hope we can do that and uh, just talk about uh, you know, just talk about everything that we 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 love about racing for sure. Yeah, so we're just going to dig deeper for you folks out there and and do more things and be a little bit more organized and and uh, you know it is 2024 coming up. So um, you know to Randy to remind everybody and. Uh, we have this now, but it will roll into 2024. You know, the program uh, goes up on the Flagler Broadcasting website. Uh, obviously, it's broadcast on the radio. It does stream worldwide at WNZF.com, and it is a podcast. So in case you didn't know, there's lots of different ways to hear it, and we archive the program so you can go back and, and, uh, and hear stuff. And, and so, you know, that's all things you need to know, and we're going to make that more evident um, uh, as a reminder in 2024. Randy, I'd like to maybe do some of the interviews. You're talking about interviews. It'd be fun to um, interview some of the quarter midget guys. <laughs> they'd love it. Yeah, they'd <laughs> love it. That would be that. I mean, we, we, we've done a few of those in the past, but uh, they would absolutely love it. Yeah, for sure. You know, going back in time uh, – Going to Daniel Dye, I remember, you know, doing some stuff with him on the radio when he was in quarter midgets, and then we had him on a couple of weeks ago. Randy, his voice is different. Yeah, well, you know, he's a little bit older. He'll be 20 years old in December. Um, so that's uh, that, that's hard. That's hard to imagine. That's happened really quickly. Um, and uh, so, yeah, uh, and he does a lot more interviews and a lot more time with fans and. It's just part part of part of the process. Uh, I think maybe you'll hear his voice uh, a little bit more frequently on kicks. Uh, you know, trying to get uh, uh, you know promote uh, your, your your our partnership with your station, and um, uh, we'll also be promoting trackside on, on on the race car that we drive. And um, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's there's a lot of freshness coming to. Um, to 2024 for sure exciting and it's going to be here pretty pretty quick i can't believe it's thanksgiving one more speaking of thanksgiving and you mentioned the turkey rod run uh that does occur over across the street from you there from your dealership at the daytona international speedway and uh lots of cool stuff going on the, the corral that they've got over there i remember a couple of years ago going in there and they had a 69 z28 that was a duplicate of one i bought brand new in 1969 so i never i know i never go near the corral but i've often wondered this and you being a politician now maybe you can make this happen i've always wondered because there's a lot of cool cars that come to town from all over the united states and even people from other countries come to the turkey rod run why don't they do you know at bike week I used to travel from Oklahoma for bike week every year in February and March. And we'd always, you know, 
cruise up and down Main Street there in Daytona. Why don't they get the, a bunch of cars and do a you know a, a cruise around the uh, the Main Street there so everybody can see the cars, Randy? What's up with that? Yeah, there used to be um, certain locations throughout the county, uh, mo- mostly mostly over here on the beach side, but not not exclusively, where the where the groups met and kind of did their own, um, I guess, subcar show, if you will, before they go back into the track. And uh, a lot of that stuff isn't the same. Um, I haven't seen. I don't know of the peripheral events, if you will, or the support events that are going on. It's a pretty condensed. Um, I mean, it's it's not like they've shrunk it, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, uh, that it there's a, there's a lot of cars and um, you know that happen in places without a doubt inside that speedway, um, and it's a it is a parade in and of itself. I I was talking to a, a friend here a couple of days ago, and uh, they've got tickets for I think two days, and I said, well, you're going to need it because you can't see it all in one day, that's for sure. Between all the cars, the, the, the corrals, like you say, um, the food, and all the different vendors. My gosh, do they have a bunch of vendors. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big event, uh, for sure. Well, and, you know, don't tell anybody, but you might see some interesting people over there at the Turkey <laughs> Ride Run, too. <laughs> well, I think, you know what, they say the same thing about you, Terry, so there you go. Yeah, that's what Danica says. That's exactly oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, we, we do have a bunch of uh, cool stuff going on because, as we mentioned and we've been mentioning in the promos, it, it is silly season and there's a, a ton going on. Randy, but I, you know, every week I, I mention the fact that uh, you yourself are pretty much a NASCAR historian and uh, been around it since you and your dad came to the track when you were a, a boy. Uh, so this one it, it hits home. We we lose people. It seems like almost every week in some form or fashion. The sad news for this week is we we lost Paul Call. Now, Paul Call uh, has been the caretaker at North Wilkesboro Speedway for more than sixty years. He started over there when he was uh, barely sixteen, working for Enoch Staley, and. Uh, Losing him is a big deal. You know, it's interesting that uh, Paul was a storyteller, and you know, I've read stuff that he said and so on and so forth over the years. Randy always had a lot of faith uh, that NASCAR would eventually return uh, to North Wilkesboro Speedway, and and he did live to see that dream come true. Yeah, I think if there's a if there's a silver lining, I mean, there's more than one, but but certainly one of the silver linings in in his life um, is that he was able to see North Wilkesboro uh, being utilized again by NASCAR um, before he passed. And I think, my goodness, you think about all the timing and what could have taken place and how it might have gotten delayed and how it might not have happened at all, and yet for it to have occurred um and, and done so while he was still here. God, what a blessing. That's just awesome. So exciting to for that, you know, and, and it's just a joy that he was able to experience that before uh, before passing. So uh, what, a, what a great thing. What a great blessing. And, uh, and you know, and there's more being done at North Wilkesboro. Uh, the, the racetrack, the surface itself is being uh, repaved, and uh, that's mm-hmm. a... 
that's a big deal. So, um, uh, but yeah, I'm you're, I'm right with you, man. I mean, that is uh, what what a true blessing it is to him for him to have been able to see it. Yeah, there's some pictures of Paul up, and if you go to YouTube, you can see the story and see some stuff on him, and it's pretty cool. And, and, and again, you hate to lose anybody, uh, but the upside there is uh, one of many upsides, I'm sure, with Paul. But um, he did get to see the All-Star race right outside his front door, uh, and he was able to watch this, the Speedway be reborn with NASCAR. So um, I bet uh, he's a happy man. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. And uh, now he's got the best seat in the house. He's got the best seat in the house. There's no doubt about that. Anyway, thoughts and prayers to his family. And uh, a little bit more silly season news and another piece of history here. Uh, you know, we, we always see things change. The owners of Winston Cup Museum said Tuesday that they're shutting down the Winston Cup Museum after nearly 20 years. Um Will and Spencer or Will and Christy Spencer are closing museum um, December sixteenth. Apparently, they just could never work out. They've been going back and forth for many years with their company and the tobacco company and et cetera. So, long and short of, I guess the battle is over, Randy. And another piece of NASCAR history is going to be uh, closed down. Um, you're going to see a lot of the memorabilia. Uh, that was there being auctioned off January 2nd through 14th at the Mecham Auto Auctions right there in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, but still, a sad piece of news. Yeah, I think anytime these these uh, types of uh, businesses or, or exhibits, I guess if you will, um, go away, it, it's a it's a little it's a, just kind of stings, man. I mean. Um, to uh, to lose that part of history and for people to uh, uh, that's uh, it's it's tough. Uh, it, you know, I I don't know all the details of why this went the way that it went, but it's nonetheless it's 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 too bad. Did you ever ever make it to that particular museum or no? I, I did not, but I've heard about it, and you know, it's uh, it's a kind of a it's grassroots NASCAR, and um, I <laughs> I talk about it a lot. You know, I, I, NASCAR. There's there's some of NASCAR that hasn't changed. Um, I think a lot of the great things about it have still remained, um, but some certainly has. And I I know that uh, I was talking about it yesterday uh, about how you know I couldn't afford to buy a race ticket go to the race, stay in a hotel, and eat at restaurants. So the only way to get it done, many times, I can't even, I, I could probably count, but the number of times that I went to a NASCAR race, drove in a car, um, packed food, and uh, put a sleeping bag and a pillow so that I could sleep in the car, that's the only way to, that's the only way to get to, to be able to get to the race see it and still get back home um, by the time you did all the math gas food tickets hotel room no hotel room uh, gas back you know you you, uh, you you made you made some I don't know I guess I'd say it made some sacrifices 
I'm not sure they were sacrifices. I think they were great experiences. I mean, uh, sleeping in a sleeping in a car in a parking lot, uh, you know, or trying to sleep. Sometimes the parking lots were a little rowdy. I wasn't the only guy in the world sleeping in a car in a parking lot to go to a race. Um, you know, th- there's some there's some great memories of 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 how that happened, and so I um, um, I appreciate. Um, those types of exhibits and, and anything that reflects back on the history of the sport. Well, it's interesting. Um, I got the opportunity, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago to take a segment of the show and go through. There is a museum across from the racetrack, kind of back in the neighborhood and the NASCAR offices back there uh, and go through that museum with, uh, with Ryan Newman. And it's an amazing to see, uh, this, the stuff that are in these exhibits and it certainly does bring back a, back a lot of history and interesting. So you hate to see some of that go away, but Hey, the, the upside is, uh, you got an opportunity to own some of it yourself at the Meacham auction. So another bit, right now I was going to ask you too, and I forgot, uh, is there, or what do you think about the possibility <clears throat> going back to Paul call, uh, of him ending up in the NASCAR hall of fame? Is that a is that a crazy well, thought or? I don't know that it's a crazy thought. I mean, I think when you look at the, you know, there's maybe not as a, you know, certainly not as a competitor because that's not what he did. But right. um, the land the landmark achievement award. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> you know, to to keep a facility such as North Wilkesboro around and and make it so there was something left to uh, go back and try to make it relevant again to be able to compete on, I think it's, you know, if we understand his role correctly, I certainly think it's worth, um, it's worth having the conversation. Uh, I, I, I would, you know, we don't get to vote, but I would suspect that it'll be a, it'll be a valid discussion. Yeah, I certainly hope so. I mean, I was just reading some more about Paul, and there were periods of time where, when Paul Call was the only employee at Wilkesboro, North Wilkesboro Speedway. So anyway, just, just a side note. And we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Like I said, we don't get to vote. But I remember you talking about racing the you know trucks on dirt, you know, the next year it seemed like it happened. So I don't know if you've got any influence or not. I'd like, I'd like to think that you do. Speaking of influence, I, you know, Daniel, you say is about to be 20 in December. And uh, I'm wondering, you know, you've had to have some influence over him uh, in his uh, lifetime, and he's turned out to be a great young man. I'm wondering if you could maybe find a way to influence Chase Elliott. Uh, Chase Elliott has uh, had a procedure on his shoulder to fix uh, the injury there, and uh, he says he's going to be, in uh, great health and ready to ready to fly in 2024, um, you know, based on the accident they had with snowboarding and, and such. I mean, if I'm a team owner, I'm going to try to influence these guys not to do stuff like that, but they are young guys. Any, any thoughts on this? I mean, he's he's got the surgery and looks like he's going to be in pretty good shape. Well, I, you know, I don't know the extent of the surgery. I'm guessing it was probably arthroscopic, um, which – you know, if you've had any of that stuff, um, a lot of us have. You, it's it, it is a procedure, and it does, but but it's 
you can come back from it um, for sure. I think it's been an unusual year for Chase Elliott. You know, he he had a lot going on. I think he had a lot of uh, a lot of headwinds and uh, a lot of a lot of mountains to climb, and um, it's just just unusual stuff uh, that that he went, um, which likely will make him um, that much more difficult to deal with next year for the rest of that field. I think he'll be that much motivated. Um, I just, uh, I, I would be uh, surprised for him not to come out of the gate fast uh, in 2020. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Well, as we know, he did have a, a surgery on his leg in the, during the season, and this one was an old injury. And, uh, you know, a great time to have a surgery if you're going to have to have one into the off season. So, you know, with both that being done, I, I agree with you. Uh, he is certainly a competitor, and uh, we're going to be seeing him come back strong, no, no doubt about that. Well, it, you know, as far as their, the off-track activity, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, I've, these guys have lives to live, and they live them, and sometimes they have accidents and stuff happens and you know i guess there's one school of thought that says let's put them in a bubble room and they you know make sure they don't do anything that's going to get get them hurt and then the other one is just go live um i i think you got to let them do what they're going to do and um you know if if you're going to say hey maybe you don't go skydiving you know uh but um but as far as Living life, you got people got to be able to live life. Well, and these guys, as we've discussed many times, are such athletes that you know. I mean, to limit them to just one thing. I mean, when I was a baseball player uh, in college, it was uh, you know you, got, you had to be careful because you didn't want to mess yourself up and not be able to play. But you know, you're in great condition and you're sure gonna sure gonna enjoy yourself as much as you can. So yeah, almost impossible to uh, to calm these guys down but it's going to be great to see him back in the number nine full force and ready to go randy last week we discussed some news and and uh pretty much knew it was going to take place uh but it has been confirmed and uh josh williams will be running uh and will drive the number 11 in the xfinity full time in xfinity city series for college racing uh uh Employee Services, Alloy Employee Services will remain Josh Williams' sponsor. They've been a sponsor of his for a long time, and uh, they will be the primary sponsor on the car. I, I'm sure that had, you know, weighed, weighed heavily in the decisions to, uh, for colleague to do this. But he'll be running a full season. We'll see him kick off the season at Daytona in the Xfinity car number 11. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, – I think this is uh... – we know that colleague is uh, got a good program, um, you know, certainly a competitive program, um, and I think, uh, without a doubt, the best equipment that Josh has had uh, to show his ta- his talents. So I know he's got to be excited. Um, you know, the colleague people, obviously, um, they they believe that he has the talent as well, uh, and um, so. It'll be neat to see all that, everybody working together, and and um, just how that all that all shakes out. But uh, I think that the note it's it's pretty clear that they've shown that they're capable of uh, running up front. And you know, and I I think this will be an opportunity for Josh to show 
that he's capable of running up front. And I think he will. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Again, I just didn't know much about him until uh, he, he kind of shut her down on the start-finish line in Atlanta. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot. Maybe you have uh, as far as confirmed. And, again, it is silly season. But, you know, where and what is Almondinger going to be doing for sure? You, you know anything on that one? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's been reported um, that he's going to be full-time in the Xfinity Series. Um and uh, uh, with colleague, and that's uh, you know you've you've talked about him a lot. Uh, how that's one guy that just flat out enjoys being there. He gets the most out of being there. He tries to win. He tries to put on the best show. I don't know anybody gives any more effort. Um, and yet at the same time, he has the, his the enjoyment factor for AJ Elmendinger is high. He really gets uh, gets it all. So uh, I think it's good um, that he's still going to be with their organization, and um, we'll see what happens with the rest of it. Well, that's going to be interesting. No doubt about that. As you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Almondinger, and I'm sure whatever he does, uh, and he's a willing individual. I know he wants to stay in racing, so we'll see what happens. Before we take a break, uh, as we keep saying, lots of stuff happening in the offseason, but uh, Goodyear is selling $2 billion worth of their assets off. Uh, you know, Goodyear stretches from tire manufacturing to running more than a 1,000 retail locations, and it's slimming down. I mean, we see a lot of companies slimming down and, and getting tighter, and uh, they're talking about splitting off the chemical end of their business. Uh, so interesting. A couple other companies that are doing the same kind of thing uh, General Electric, for no, that, that's a big one, 3M. Um, so, you know, things are changing. Uh, Goodyear could be rolling towards something big, bigger, too. Richard Kramer, the chief executive for 14 years, is stepping down. And uh, so $4 billion company tied itself up, and we're going to see some more of that. But uh, uh, it looks like, I mean, the, the deal with Goodyear is is with NASCAR so far is, is done. Uh, you think we're going to see some changes in the future with NASCAR as a result of some of this stuff? Well, I don't know. I mean, that relationship is one of the oldest relationships in sports. And, um, you know, I know that Goodyear gets uh, a lot of uh, value out of their their partnership with NASCAR um, quite a bit. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm a proud uh, and loyal NASCAR fan, so I, um, I am one of those guys who, purchases uh, when i have to make a purchase i genuinely consider are they in the sport and if i have a need uh, the car i'm driving right now uh, has goodyear tires on it and um, um, and not only does it have goodyear tires on it it's they're white letter tires so um, uh, i'm proud to say that i'm a goodyear fan um, I happen to know some of the people that are in that co- company. Great people, great company. Um, you know, business is something that uh, it, it's a very dynamic industry. Uh, uh, things change, regulations change, opportunities change, uh, people change. Uh, getting back to your core, sometimes you get a little stretched out. You know, there's all kinds of decisions that that you make every day about um, 
about business. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, I don't know all the ins and outs of what's going on there, but I, if I was sitting here, and I'd, I'd probably be able to summarize it for you. And uh, my guess is, is that they're, uh, they're spinning off industries that maybe didn't yield the ROI that they thought they would, and somebody else might have a better shot at turning it into a profit, and they'll focus more on their core their core products. And uh, but do I believe that they'll they'll you know walk away from NASCAR? I think it's too rich for them to walk away from NASCAR. Yeah, it just almost wouldn't be the same. There's no doubt about it. And again, we were talking about the turkey run and old cars. You are a collector as well. Uh, let's go back in time. Uh, to 69, 68 with the Charger, uh, my 69 Z28, my 70 Z28, had Goodyear Polyglass GTs on them. Remember those tires? And now they remake that tire. Uh, but, you I've know, got, yeah, I've got three cars in my little collection that all have Goodyear Polyglass white letter tires on them. So, yep, I remember well. No doubt about that. No doubt. I mean, you you really wouldn't want a car back then. It didn't say Goodyear on the tires with white letters. No doubt about that. No, so. no, no, and I'll tell you something that's cool. I, you know, I, I every once in a while when I get a when I get a chance, I take one of those cars for a ride, and I'm surprised. It, it always it always I get a kick out of how well they ride, uh, especially for a bias ply tire. It's pretty. It's yep. pretty interesting. It's pretty good. But you remember the suspensions were all engineered for those kind of tires. The tires were engineered for the suspension, and it so it worked pretty good. No doubt about it. They knew what they're doing. I miss those cars. <laughs> no doubt. We're going to take a quick break, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, we've got an update. Uh, you know, the the media deal for NASCAR is uh, still cooking. And uh, some some more things have uh, happened, so we're going to give you an update. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. Brought to you tonight by Daytona Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, and Ram. Daytona's Garage, Bush Beer, Daytona Beverage, and Daytona On Tap. Solar Fit and Southeastern Sports. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Trackside. It's almost Bush o'clock. A time for relaxing and unwinding with a crisp, cold bush beer. It's the most refreshing time of the day. Wait for it. Three, two, one. Bush. Crisp, cold bush. Enjoy responsibly. Bush beer. Anheuser Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, y'all, this is Chris from Southeastern Sports, 209 South State Street in Bunnell. Come and see the largest selection of in-stock firearms in Flagler County. 60-day, same-as-cash layaway. Got a huge used gun selection. Largest selection of ammunition. No matter what you need, we got you covered. Daytona's Garage is a dream factory where the improbable becomes reality. Being a dream of performance, design, or style, we make the blank canvas of your vehicle into a personal masterpiece. Detail, commitment, and craftsmanship transforms your dreams into something enjoyed for the miles ahead. Simple to complex, we're devoted to putting imagination into your driveway. The Daytona's Garage. Your ride, our passion.
All right, again, happy Thanksgiving. Again, welcome to Trackside. We're glad you're with us this evening. Uh, so, and you know, Randy, the the media deal has been kind of back and forth, and and it looks it looks like the Fox and NBC part of the deal is done. I haven't seen anything formally. Uh, formally, then it's not been announced formally. Uh, but uh, NASCAR was looking at a like a mid-season package of six races. Uh, now they've expanded that to 10 races. Uh, Adam Stern came out with a, with a report on it this week, and uh, that all would start in 2025. Um, Amazon is one of the folks that are in, in play. Uh, Turner Entertainment, also my Uncle Ted, in, in the running for that. Not for sure what's going to happen, uh, but that would kind of split the package with the other two. Uh, each of them, if they split, if they split Amazon and Turner, each of them would get five races, and then all of that, of course, would be separate from the Fox uh, and NBC packages. So, interesting what what's happening with that. Still, nothing seems to be 100% final, uh, but uh, looks like it's in the works again. Yeah, I my um, listen. I understand that this is monetizing the content and, um, you know, and, and maximizing the monetization of the content if you're the NASCAR uh, deal. My only hope is that in, in all these different, um, different ways to consume the content, to watch the race, um, that they do a really good job of communicating the when and the where. Um, I think that's the largest challenge when you split the provider. Um, uh, you know, when you have different different networks uh, doing the races, doing them um, at different times, that's a tough that's a tough deal. It's a tough uh, rhythm to get a fan into. You know, I know that every week. Uh, I go to what it's regarding the NFL. I go and look at the schedule and everybody's schedule, and I know that there's going to be football on, you know, uh, on on CBS, on NBC, and on Fox. And right. I'm going to be able to find something I want. So, I, and, and, we, and you know what times? I mean, there's a game at one, there's a game at four, and then then you have the on the Sunday night and the Monday night and the Thursday night. Uh, schedule you, you generally it's all you just gotta that kind of that kind of rhythm i think is important for a fan um so that you can kind of you know build your day around it um that's that would be my concern i understand the why completely understand the why i just want to make sure that the fan gets doesn't get lost in the process well, and good point. Even as you as you say, it is right now. Uh, you know, we we definitely communicate with fans, and there has been confusion this past year on you know well, where's where is it going to be, which race is going to be where, et cetera. Uh, and you know, some of them nine o'clock at night, et cetera, all over the place. So yeah, it'd be nice to get all this settled and get it down. And like you said, with with the NFL, it's pretty easy to figure it out. But a little more difficult with NASCAR. So. You know we, that uh, that uh, rolls into ratings and fans and all that. So hopefully, I mean, they're smart guys. We know that, and they're working on it. Hopefully, they get it figured out and make it easy on the fans. 
Well, it's definitely doable. Uh, you know, I think that if, if if every single thing, if every like, let's just say I'm I'm the I'm the network that follows. You know, the ne- I'm the next guy that gets the race. If that if the, if the network that's ending is is having to commit to a certain number of promos inside their time um, that says, hey, the next race is on, you know, uh, Terry, Terry Turner TV um, uh, at, at 3 p.m., then that's okay, right? And this is how you access Terry Turner TV. I think it, as long as they do a good job of keeping the fan informed, you know, the NASCAR, NASCAR.com, that, the app that's, that you can get. There's a lot of ways to do it. I, they just have got to get really, really consistent about it, especially when there are changes coming. That's important. Yeah. Well, it's been a long time coming. They're, they're, this has been in negotiation stages for quite a while, so hopefully they get it worked out. Um, like you said, a lot of things happen in the off season, so we'll wait to, wait to see. Speaking of off-season, and we, we haven't talked about uh, for quite a while, the Nashville uh, Fairgrounds and um, Nashville Speedway at the Fairgrounds, you know, $100 million project and, you know, lots of uh, concern and fighting back and forth between mayors and racing enthusiasts uh, who look at the track's history and then neighbors and critics worried about noise and city spending and, uh, you know, on an entertainment venue, so on and so forth. It looks like a group of neighbors, music industry professionals, and artists uh, are pitching a new redevelopment uh, vision for the fairgrounds in hope of making this all come together. Uh, interestingly, though, it's the first in recent memory not to include NASCAR in this in this particular plan. Uh, the plan which the group has uh, begun pitching to city officials calls for housing and rehearsal space for artists, uh, a park and a small track for electric car racing. Now, this would make sense since we're talking about uh, artists and entertainment industry professionals <laughs> would come up with something like this. Oh, you just <laughs> couldn't do Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. I just had to say it. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, uh, you know, what are they talking? Slot cars here? What, what, what do uh, they mean? So, well, <laughs> so, uh, so I, I'd love to hear your comments. Before you comment, though, I would like to say, too, to add to this, uh, the king himself, uh, you know, he he was just awarded Hall of Fame of the Nashville Speedway and, and all the NASCAR car history there. Uh, and Richard Petty has come out and said, you know, he'd like to see an all-star race uh, at the Nashville Fairgrounds uh, for NASCAR. Uh, so, you know, he's in there, and he's even said he'd like to see the All-Star Race travel to different uh, spots, but I don't think Richard's going to have – well, let's just say it this way. Richard would have something to say, or maybe he will as yet, as he is hearing that they're going to try to not include NASCAR and put electric cars on the racetrack. And so, so now it's your turn. Well – uh, there's a lot to be said. In my opinion, there's a lot to be said. There's a lot to be done. There's a lot of questions to be answered before we're going to worry about um, a electric NASCAR-style race car. Um, 
you know, there's there's just too many there's too many questions and not enough answers yet. Doesn't mean it won't get there. I'm just saying right now, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, you know, there are two racetracks in Nashville, the Nashville Super Speedway and the Nashville Nashville Fairgrounds. I, as a as a uh, just having a warm spot in my heart, um, I I always hate to see a classic racetrack disappear. Um, so, um, you, you know, but I think the handwriting is on the wall, um, and, and especially when there's already, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that the kind of city that Nashville is, there's got to be a racetrack. Uh, there's, there's no doubt. Now, now, does there need to be two racetracks? Hmm. Uh, I would say... That's a tough argument to, to, to disagree with. You know, probably one is enough. Um, but in the case of how historic the Nashville Fairgrounds uh, are, uh, it's that's a it's a very very difficult argument to say that that needs to go away. Um, that's in a in a sense, it's almost like suggesting that the Grand Old Opry doesn't need to exist. And I would tell you that I'd fight tooth and nail uh, Mm -hmm. to to, to save that. So, you know, I I just hope that when this, however this is resolved, that they remember how important the history of the Nashville Fairgrounds racetrack really, really is to the sport and how you can incorporate some of that potentially into the super speedway, that would be my, I guess, compromise uh, solution if, in fact, the fairgrounds is going to go the way of uh, another type of development. Well, we'll wait and see. So, you know me, I like to ask off-the-wall questions. You think? So, yeah, <laughs> just saying. Okay. Um, I mean, with any possibilities at all that, Maybe NASCAR could step up to the plate. I mean, NASCAR owns some racetracks, you know, in the umbrella, uh, and put the money up, get this settled, or, or is that just a nut, nutty uh, thing to ask? I don't think I don't think they will because one of their you know one of their uh, highly respected partners owns the Nashville Super Speedway, and um, so. I I don't see them be, them putting together. I mean, no matter how you cut it, that would be viewed as a competitive, um, you know, a competitive move. And I think there are a lot more in the cooperative uh, mindset these days than trying to compete with its own, you know, some of some of its own own people. So I don't see that happening. I think, though, that I will say this: there's, and I'm not speaking on behalf of NASCAR, obviously. But I see NASCAR doing everything it can to help support racing in the Nashville community. I, I believe that. So uh, what form that takes, you know, I'm not close enough to be able to tell you. Well, you know, we have the awards and all that in Nashville. Um, do you think, I mean, do you think race fans, NASCAR race fans, if there were that track, would support it? Uh, I have, I mean, I, I think that NASCAR race fans are going to support um, the track 
or the venues to do the best job, uh, provide the best competitive event, and the most fan-friendly. That's what everybody's looking for. And uh, so uh, how you, whether you accomplish that in one venue or two, or you combine them into one, um, I, that's, and I'll tell you what, I don't think anybody does that better than NASCAR. They understand what the fans want. They do a great job of providing, um, you know, a great fan experience. And um, so I, I have all the confidence in the world that no matter what happens to the two venues up there, uh, it will still be a, it'll be a great result. And, I mean, the Nashville community, there's, <laughs> that, that's like, uh, that goes, that goes, they go together for sure. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. No doubt. Well, Randy, as we run out of time, the I uh, just got it on my desk uh, yesterday. The 2024 ARCA schedule has been released, and the 2024 season opener will once again take place at Daytona, uh, and the season finale will take place at uh, Toledo, Ohio, Ohio Speedway for the third, third consecutive season. I'm trying to learn to talk. And uh, they're going to be without an interesting statement as we close. Jesse Love, who won the 2023 Arc Menard Series with 10 uh, victories in 20 races while driving the number 20 Toyota for for, uh, Venturini Motorsports, uh, will move to the NASCAR Xfinity Series. We've already been talking to that. uh, And proud to say for the Richard Childress organization in the number two so ARCA guys are going to, going to be running, and we're going to see them in NASCAR, and we're going to see Jesse Love uh, at, at Daytona in an Xfinity car in, in the RCR number two. That's exciting in itself, Randy. Well, he's, a, he's a good young man. I like him. Um, got to see him at the, Snowball, I'm sorry, at the Governor's Cup uh, here recently. Um, you know, he and Daniel are friends. Um, and so, uh, we, you know, he's going to a great organization. We love RCR. Um, and I think Jesse, uh, he brings um, a lot of talent, a lot of skill. He's had success. Uh, so I think, uh, I mean, it's a learning curve. Don't misunderstand me. Uh, but I think his, he, he'll probably, he's a little bit ahead uh, of the game. I think he's, uh, he's in that advanced, advanced class, if you will. And we'll, we'll, we'll see how he does, but I suspect it'll be really well. No doubt about it. Well, as we close, ladies and gentlemen, again, we're thankful that you've been with us uh, so far in 2023. We wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, You'll hear this program on Friday. We recommend, we know you're going to have a lot to eat. We know you're going to be having leftovers on Friday. Uh, We ask you to, with the word trackside in mind, to at least take 10, 15 laps around your local block. So enjoy (laughs) your Thanksgiving. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, we're looking forward to seeing you right here next week on Trackside. Happy Thanksgiving again. It's almost Bush o'clock. A time for relaxing and unwinding with a crisp, cold Bush beer. It's the most refreshing time of the day. Wait for it. Three. Two, one. Bush. Crisp, cold, bush. Enjoy responsibly. Bush beer. 
Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, y'all, this is Chris from Southeastern Sports, 209 South State Street in Bunnell. Come and see the largest selection of in-stock firearms in Flagler County. 60-day, same-as-cash layaway. Got a huge used gun selection. Largest selection of ammunition. No matter what you need, we got you covered. Daytona's Garage is a dream factory where the improbable becomes reality. Being a dream of performance, design, or style, we make the blank canvas of your vehicle into a personal masterpiece. Detail, commitment, and craftsmanship transforms your dreams into something enjoyed for the miles ahead. Simple to complex, we're devoted to putting imagination into your driveway. The Daytona's Garage, your ride, our passion. 